should you decide to accept it. Three weeks later, uh, here we are. <laughs> yeah, it's been a three weeks delayed, but Sorry, it's cool. It, it, hey, yeah, no, point. whatever. Hey, man. Congratulations. I don't want to blow right. you, put you on the spot yeah. here, but like you know, publicly, you know. public congratulations to Ryan. Uh, Thank you. He's he's yeah. joined he's joined me, not specifically me in marriage, but he's joined me in the in the. Yeah, we are, oh wait, no, oh yeah, should yeah. I guess we are. Yeah, I guess we yeah. should announce that. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Um, Don't mean to blow up your spot. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, congratulations and. Thank you. Well, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like the three week delay has been a very pleasant three week delay. Like Crumbs Jinx has been. Um, constantly in my ears yeah it's great like me too and it, it was interesting to take it because we went to houston for a few weeks to do some family visiting and it was great to take it from the cold environment of albuquerque at the time so 75 80 degree days it, it was an interesting transition because it went from a very wintry feel and transition to a like kind of spring album and it was an interesting transition just like normally a poppier like more upbeat spring album is where i go but this was an interesting kind of laid back chill vibe it was really good so to give you a little background so this is jenny's pick the album is called jinx crumb by crumb the band came out in 2019 and i think when we were listening to it, Jenny, at some point you shared with us like a, a playlist that I'm going to share in the chat, but it was like a kind of songs to winter to. And I feel like mm-hmm. there's a connection there just in terms of that this like vibe or this, these songs are like part of that vibe, I guess, generally. Yeah. I mean, it for me anyway, there's, I think there's just a point I th- at which it's been dark for so god awfully long and i have an ad i got an advent star in my living room that i brought home from sweden which actually helps but it, it, i realized when i was doing this that this was like the sort of thing that you know when it's been winter for so godly long and also you had COVID on top of it i was like man this is the point in the year which i'm just like at at my end emotionally and I needed to hurry up and be spring. And then I was just like thinking that this was an album that I discovered last winter. And so immediately like that came to mind because I was sitting on my couch, it was freezing out, it was dark as it always is. And I was scrolling through my feed and saw a Pitchfork, I think it was, yeah, it was a Pitchfork article. And the title of it went something like, Crumb makes music that you listen to by yourself. And as you can imagine immediately, I was like, all right, I'm interested. What do you so, have? What that's do you have? Is there how, conven- how convenient. Here I am alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And and it was something that I listened to Lock It first, which is not on this album because this is actually their first full-length album. Mm-hmm. The remainder is just those two EPs. But Lock It just is one of those songs that got me like immediately. And then I started listening to it heavy last winter and something in my soul remembered that harkened back to, oh, last winter, this is what I coped with. And then that sent me down on a spiral of, but there's, I don't know if this is true for you guys, but for me, there's just like a definite sort of sound and vibe that helps in the winter time. And it generally tends to be stuff that's very like chill and a little bit sad, but also like, with like twinkly stuff 
I don't know, for some reason that becomes like my winter go-to and that's what that playlist uh, is about. Like other stuff nice. that I find myself gravitating to uh, when it's just been way too dark for way too long. Yeah, I like I dig on that because like back when I was in West Virginia, if it snowed, like if it was actively snowing outside, particularly if it was night, like this is exactly the kind of music I would throw on a pair of headphones and walk around the neighborhood. Like this or like Aphex Twins, like ambient works or drugs, like these kind of interesting, like oral kind of chill vibes, like it, it's it changes a lot especially if there's like active snowfall around you like it takes it from this kind of dreary tone to almost like magical like yeah. it's rare uh yeah no there's something you said there right about that, that yeah that magical piece of walking alone yeah because i feel it's weird right like you have alone time but you're at least my alone time is typically in front of a screen and then like with COVID, I've got a lot of people <laughs> on top of me. It's hard to have a moment. Yeah. And so like that kind of walking around by yourself, listening to headphones, just kind of, which is something I used to do like a lot is, has a kind of romantic angle to, to like, I, I romanticize it now, I think in some way, but it is yeah. just that soundtrack. Pe peeps in the chat, if, if there's like songs you like to winter to, Throw them up yeah. there. We can shoot the shit on it. But uh, yeah, I was. So I think Ryan, before we start recording, you were talking about all the different sounds that you hear, the different bands, the different influences. So yeah, I'm gonna run through a couple of mine. Just cool. and then you guys tell me if you concur or can hear what I'm hearing or whatever or not. Okay, Portishead. Yeah. No. Um, I'm I not. I haven't listened to Portishead enough. I'm sorry to say. It's okay. We're gonna fix that. that. We're gonna fix that yeah. in the after party. That's good. Yeah, that that was definitely on my short list. Yeah. That like kind of dreamy female vocal or forlorn female vocal over kind of breakbeats. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next one. <laughs> all right. Next one. Radiohead from the Benz and OK Computer. There's a few tracks in that, right? Like, a few. Um, I would yeah. say Nina. I would say, and there's, it's like not whole songs. It's like pieces of songs. Yeah. What's the song with the where the diving bell helmet is filling up with water? Oh, oh, wow. That's a great no video. Alarms? No. Is that no surprises. Of, there we go. Yeah. There's right. a little bit of that in this, right? There's yeah. that kind of chill vibe yeah okay adrian says songs to one or two that he digs is uh, <sighs> opeth's damnation album dude i like opeth a lot and probably for me like metal to winter two is probably more in the black metal doom oh, yeah. ambient black type of deal but i really like opeth for sure there's a great album that i was listening to in january when i was traveling back east there's something about flying that kind of has that effect on me where I want to listen to something kind of ambient and I don't want to say dreamy, but I don't know. So there's this great band called Nun, and I am trying to pull up the name of the album. And the problem with a general <laughs> band name like Nun. <laughs> Nun band. Yeah. 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 That's um, yeah. That's going to lead you nowhere for Google. Yeah. For Google. But if it has, 
I'm not even. It's like Amazon Music. Okay, as you look that up, I'm gonna keep going yeah. with some of my. Yeah, okay, so Mac DeMarco. Yeah. Okay. There's that like phasery. Um, the super clean guitar. Re- super- yeah, it's like reverb and like lightly phasered. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. No distortion lead guitar melody yeah. thing that Mac that, DeMarco does. The album I was thinking of is it, the band is None, and the album is Damp Chill of Life. Which is like, can it can it be any more perfectly black metal than that? By the way, Jay says his songs to wonder to wild Not nothing. We're gonna have to hit these. Uh, maybe yeah, later. yeah, we might we might have to yeah. hit these in the after party and shoot the stuff. Okay, another one. Okay, I guess last one on my list, but far from like last that I can hear for sure is. This band that is concurrent, I think, with these guys. They're called Mild High Club. And so, oh, yeah. So, Thank you. Yeah. So me and Ryan, we have a story about that. We saw them in, at a house party in Albuquerque. Yeah. I don't really know what other way to... It's a music venue, but it's like... It's someone's house. The courtyard. It's the courtyard of like a four or five house kind of connection. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me, and I'm remiss to have not remembered this when I was trying to, but Mild High Club's window pane, I think, is a, was a pretty heavy rotation last winter, too. Nice. Yeah. There's another band. So I found Mild High Club through Stone's Throw. They yes, did like a monthly album subscription thing. Mm-hmm. There was another band called Surface to Air Missive that has like a similar vibe that I totally blanked on. But now that you bring up Mild High Club, like they work for that too. Yeah. What's the name of that TV show? The one with the guy, the weed dealer? I I got uh, Mild High Club came from that. Yeah, Jazz are totally accurate, 100% Mac DeMarco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like just generally, there's like elements of trip hop. Like poor, yeah. like tricky, would, massive attack. Like massive attack. Yeah, I was I dug into massive attack this week when I was thinking about this. All right, I don't want to steal your thunder. Go so ahead. No, up. no, go ahead. I'm I'm good. Go ahead. So I was thinking air. Yes. It's hard to pin down <laughs> yes. a time frame or a specific song, but it's like Virgin Suicides era. I would like, say yeah, Moon Safari Virgin Suicides era. The, the problem is air is a little funkier than this ever ends up being like it's a little mm-hmm. bit more bass heavy but that like keyboard vibe in that's like throughout for the virgin suicides yeah and even not premiere symptoms but uh there are a oh, couple 10, like, hertz legend you think of 10,000 hertz? hertz legend yeah. I, and the there's another one with like they're on the cover and encased in glass it is called I'm adding that air that I'm adding an air song to the nice. pocket time. symphony. It was from 2007. It has Mare du Japon on it. Okay. Which is this like real groovy air track. So another band that I thought belonged in the same like kind of vicinity, but I feel like there's some key differences is, is Tame Impala. So maybe old Tame Impala. Like second album, Tame Impala. Like Lunarism, Tame Impala. Yeah. But yeah. And, and even that is like a little up tempo compared to this stuff. Like generally. Yeah. 
I was thinking a little bit of Grizzly Bear, but it's not quite as folky as Grizzly Bear. Yeah. But what's Locket Pundit's band? Toma Lo- uh, Lotus, Lotus Plaza. Plaza. Yeah. 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 Listen, before I forget about this, mm-hmm. I need to, for, for you, if you haven't already heard Melody's Echo Chamber, I've been listening to that a lot in the last, like in between things, the last two weeks. Uh-huh. Because it's, I remember thinking when I was listening to it, I was like, I gotta tell Lewis that this is what, it sounds like what would happen if Tame Impala was like a French woman. And then I was like, oh, Air, like Tame Impala and Air together. So, yeah, I'm into like, it. I, is there, so the 2018 album or should I just start at 2012? I'm gonna actually pick a video and maybe replace, there's too much on this after party list, but I'm gonna- There's a 20 we'll, songs on we'll, this. We'll, we'll, <laughs> I don't know. Exciting. We don't, honestly yeah. like, the only one I, I seriously care about watching is the Conan Moccasin one, and other and and now I'm gonna give a Melody's Echo Chamber, but the rest of them are yeah no well, well, we'll, we'll, get there. we'll get there don't worry all good we got um, a couple of weeks of catching up to do it yeah no shit yeah. okay I want to talk I want to go in a slightly different direction so one of the things that one of the things that's happened in the last couple of years of music right is and actually it was Jay who I think is in the chat turned me on to this but. I started seeing, especially on YouTube, this YouTube live channels of just like lo-fi music to yeah, work yeah. to channels yeah. that just were playing endless and it was cool. So I've been listening to like instrumental hip hop and stuff like that that's been the same or some, there's some overlap yeah. there and it just goes on and on and so you don't have to think too much it's like almost like a pandora thing you don't have to think too much it keeps it's not going to ever steal your attention 100 yeah. percent, which is perfect for having something on and working right or fucking around dicking around on the internet which <laughs> yeah. some, for some people's work yeah. other people it's not so one of the things that i just feel like that's like a completely fascinating trend and i feel like there's some overlap between the popularity of this band on the internet and that trend. I think that there's no, there's definitely some sort of connection and I'm not exactly sure what that is exactly. Yeah, I would, sorry, go ahead, Tama. I was just gonna say that one of the things that struck me when I was thinking about this earlier was that I, for a while, I was, I I thought how funny that I have suggested like two bands recently with female vocalists because for a long time I was just like, God, I fucking hate female vocalists. And I realized that it's because for quite some time there was this, I think once you got out of the grunge era, it became like everyone had to sound like Kelly Clarkson or Carrie Underwood. And I fucking hated that so bad. It was the worst. And I was like, I think that what we're seeing is just like this return to, no, you could sound like whatever you want. And I love that. And Crumb is a great example. And I think that's probably, I think there's some linkage there. Mm -hmm. The fact that everyone was just like, yeah, we're, well, not everyone, but some of us were like, we're fucking tired of hearing American Idol. We would like to hear some yeah. other stuff. Yeah. I think that this so, is where this comes in. Yeah, I think one of the things that really struck me is there's a lot of... So, first of all, like, the first week of this, it was very difficult for me to pick out tracks. Had we just had a week with this, I would this would have been one of my cop-out albums. <laughs> like, I, I, I started at the beginning, and it... 
I find it looping three hours later and I haven't tired of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, the, Ryan, but, the, sorry, if I can interrupt, I agree 100%. Yeah. That first week, I even, I, me and Katie went, so hard. we went for some, well, we went somewhere with the kids and I put it on and we were, I was saying like, I like it, but none of it has bubbled up to the surface yet. So like for me, all right, so like Ghost Ride. Ghost Ride could be on like a non-stop loop. That should have been the single. Like that was, that thing is a banger. Like start to finish, it is so good. It's got this great groove that the rest of the album doesn't have while still having these atmospheric guitar and keyboard sounds like perfectly woven in. Yeah. Yeah, Ghost Ride is amazing. But the opener, like cracking, Dude, the first, like her first few lines of vocals, just they're our hook. It sets deep, man. It's just yeah. like yes. also, okay, Je Jenny. I know why you like this album because the lyrics don't matter. They oh, yeah. they yeah. don't matter yeah. at all. That's for sure. <laughs> because I tried to listen to some of the lyrics and I was like, okay, it's fine. As long as I've been listening to this album, I still really don't know what they are. Two more bands that, before we move too far away from this, mm -hmm. two more bands that Alonzo didn't bring up and they tie to each other. Toro y Moi. Has, has oh, anybody yeah. listened to much Toro? To, For like, sure. Dude, For like his sure. last few albums especially are a little jazzier and this rides that wave really well. Totally. And there, so he did an album with these two guys called the Matson Two. The album's called Star Stuff and it's Chaz Bundick meets the Matson Two. But the Matson Two encompassed this sound perfectly instrumentally. Huh. I don't like, know. I don't know. A little What's what's like, there what's yeah, I don't know what so what would be a good recommendation for Matson Two? So let me pull up a video from the, the Star Stuff album and I can put it in there. It's yeah. just so like jazzy. It brought a lot of really cool sounds out of Toro et Moi. Yeah, it's really good. That's cool. I gotta listen to that. Yeah, for sure, oh. Toro et Moi. It's a lot of. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Let me see Jazz. if I can. Let me see if I can do like a little poetic interpretation here, if you don't mind. But like, it's like music for. This is music for people that feel isolated. Yeah. Like it speaks to this condition, the con digital condition. I think. Like, it, it's like a pensive lounge music. Like, yeah, yeah. It's really like his second album will give you, um, if you put it on headphones, you'll maybe get motion sick because he did a lot of like panning <laughs> oh, yeah, in yeah. that second album. But once you get outside of that album and just settle into his music, it's amazing. I actually, there was somebody I knew at Morgantown that went to college with him in South Carolina. And, oh, uh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, she said like his like early shows were incredible. Yeah, yeah, I like all this stuff. I love all this stuff. And like yeah. the kind of dreamier and druggier and like disconnected it sounds. I feel like I'm more and more intoxicated, right? Like it's, and I, I just keep thinking drugs because I don't really do that stuff these days. It's just the truth. And it might be my it might be the closest like approximation for me of tapping into those feelings i don't know if that makes any yeah. sense <laughs> it presents it like i say it presents like an interesting sound where you get to settle into this thing 
like I say, man, like you started this album and start playing through it and it just escapes you how many times you've been through it. Like I say, we went to Houston. Like that is a 14 hour drive from now. This is a short record. What, what, how many, how long is it? I am, it's 30 minutes. Like, yeah, but yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's most. Yeah. Right? It, it came up two or three times during the trip, mainly because, you know, I was trying to listen to it for the show. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just like, you can really settle into a highway drive with this, for sure. I, the way One I of have, the things that I really... Go ahead, oh, Jenny. No, go ahead. One of the things that I like about it, and it's rare that I can say this, is that even... I'm such an impatient listener, and I think that's probably clear at this point, um, <laughs> that there's just so much good music out there that I'm just like, why, why would I listen to something that's like not right. doing it for me? Right. But So even on albums that I love, if, it, if I hit a track that just isn't, I'm skipping it, I'm just like leaving it off the playlist, whatever. And this is one of the few albums that, even the tracks that didn't make my cut, even the ones that I don't love, I, do, I can just throw the whole thing on start to finish and it just, it's perfectly seamless. It, it doesn't bother me to listen to those. That's something that is hard for me to say so, you know, about lots of albums. So ostensibly the mission was to cut it down to an EP, right? It's half an hour, the album is half an hour long. It could be an EP, probably. I had yeah. a hard time. Like, there are songs that I don't love, but, like, I put eight of the ten songs on my cut. <laughs> I don't even know if that is, like, really a cut. Yeah. Because, like, I like, at the most, at worst, I like pieces of all the songs. Like, mm -hmm. I like parts of all the songs, really. Yeah, you, Toma doesn't have it in her cut, but MR does some interesting things. Like, there are some songs that, like, partway through take an interesting turn that I'm super into. The part three is one that's, I think, one yeah. of the longer songs. And, yeah, you're, you're right. Like, a halfway point, like, it takes a weird turn, and I like it. And I think it may have been... I can't remember which track. Maybe Nina. There's one that gets jazzy partway through. It has a Mac DeMarco sound, and then it gets this kind of jazzy drumline through it. Really there, cool. There's, I think it's Nina. We're towards the end. I there's like a, a breakbeat, like just basically it just shifts into like just a pure breakbeat. And I was like, yo, I gotta sample that because <laughs> it's just because <laughs> nice. like it's just like a breakbeat. Let me see if I can pull it up. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> Oh yeah, here it this is. This is actually my favorite song on the album. This one gets a full five stars. I love this one. Yeah, this one is... Listen to that, Ryan. Hold on, I kicked off the video. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, it's okay. I'm there. Alright, we're in. I'm watching stream. Alright, hold on, sorry. Yeah. Let me put it back, let me put it back. Doesn't this sound like some... It could be a 90s underground... So, like... <laughs> Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that makes me think of Massive Attack or yes. Portishead. Right? Yeah, like totally, the, yeah. Da, 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 da. It's, this is something like an East Coast rapper could destroy yeah. in the 90s, right? Like, or, just or, or like, <laughs> loop that shit. What was the, the dude out of the UK? Tricky was on that, he would destroy it. Yeah, like, for sure, for destroy sure. Destroy it. For um, sure. There's just something... They do an interesting... Crumb does an interesting trick, right? It sounds chill and forlorn, but at the same time, once you like listen to it a few times, you start to catch this darkness. That's, I don't know if it's a way that it's recorded where it's like subdued or leveled out in a particular fashion, but 
there's a darkness through this whole album and i think that's where like when we were talking about like winter and the snow this is where it pulls that in it's like but like i say like ghost ride like sitting on like a park bench in houston like just listening to this kind of like higher tempo sound it felt like just a nice warm spring afternoon like great soundtrack it was really cool by the way ben we haven't mentioned that i think sounds a little this sounds a little like this song is beach house and, uh, and yeah look maybe we should retitle well it's your playlist so you can do whatever you want jenny but maybe we should retitle like songs to covid too because it's just like a <laughs> Like a, it's been a long winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really has. It's been a long year. Surely we are all stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I did a little research, by the way, and apparently the last song, Jinx, is about a car accident that... Yeah. So they were in... So the, all the band except for... I should probably know the name of the lead no, singer. It was... Lila? I don't know. Lila or Lila Romani. I think it was all the members of the band except for her were in the in a two of the dudes and one guy from the label. Okay. Who was selling their merch? Yeah. Got it. Okay. And uh, they were what driving to Montreal? Is that is that right? And there's a car that was pulled over on the highway and they were going fast behind and they had to slam on the brakes and everyone survived and it was fine. Like bro- their bones broken other health problems or whatever so i guess that kind of i think that was at the end of 2018 so that they talked about how that sort of tinged the whole sound of the record and 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 jinx specifically like the song jinx yeah and i think that's not only is that you know what they've said but i think that's just objectively true if you listen to their their two eps prior there's some it's definitely more like if you guys i mean they only have three two three song eps you should just check them out because they're like a little bit bouncy it's weird it's it's good i really like the other two eps but it's a different vibe for sure yeah so this is yeah and as much as i like bouncy things and whatever it's it's funky it's not like bouncy in a bad way but it's just like you know the the bass work is you gotta hear it i can't expect it's it's also like this vibe is more appropriate for now <laughs> or at least for the last six months and, and quite possibly the last year it's just like i i think I, I don't know maybe there there was some nice kind of unintentional overlap with 2020 because i think this, this album came out when did it come out towards the end of 2019 or no middle of 2019 so june 2019 but yeah like I just feel like that little dark, that darkness, uh, I think it works I mean, well. It pairs, it pairs. The other thing, the other cool piece of trivia, or cool to me piece of trivia, is that the uh, producer, Gabe Wax, his, the thing, I think what he did right before this was uh, Fleet Fox's Crack Up. He was an engineer on that. Yeah, I saw that you had commented on yeah. that. And mm-hmm. that's, that explains like an understanding of that, like presentation of the sound. Yeah. Two very different bands, not that very different, different, definitely like unique from each other bands. But I think that there's at least some elements that I think that yeah. feel feel a little bit similar. For the tracks that you guys cut, because this is a ten-track record, what was the what was the rationale? So let me see here. I'm taking a look at what you guys 
came up with. So Nina, so Jenny's cut was in order of preference, as is typical. As is typical. Yeah. Nina, Ghost Ride, Jinx, Part Three, Cracking, Fall Down. Ryan's is Cracking, Ghost Ride, Part Three, Faces, Mr. and Nina. And then, so mine is Ghost Ride, Faces, Mr. the letter, Nina, Cracking, Part Three, Jinx. For me, I cut out, and it never ends, and fall down. The song we were just listening to. Um, yeah, fall down gets a little compared to everything else on the album. I, I get bored with that a little bit. Yeah, I listen to it by itself. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I was. Yeah, that was one where I think generally the album drags a little bit in the middle, just from like how it's like the first three songs are so like cool and memorable. Yeah, and then, and then, then the rest of the record is, and it's not the entire song more often than not. But like, parts of it are interesting, parts of it are less interesting. Like kind of the whole way, the whole rest of the way until the last song, which I really. Like. So all of this left left out, and it never ends. Not an interesting song. Like, like it it stands okay with the rest of the album, but if I'm cutting, like right, I right. skip that one for sure. It's the same thing as Fall Down for me. See, that's interesting to me because Fall Down is, I like it. And one of the things I like about it is, that, all right, I did this just for you guys. Okay. Because so often you have all these like things that you can go on and on about and explain why you like a song. And I always, the best I can ever do is like some Marie Kondo bullshit where I'm like, it sparks joy, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, all right. I made a conscious effort to sit down and try to write a couple notes oh, about I'm this stuff. Oh, I'm so excited to hear this. Don't get too excited. They're nothing groundbreaking. <laughs> but one of the things, there's a few, like a trio, I think there's three or four of these songs that one of the things I really like about All the songs are fine. Like, I'm not skipping any of them. So my trim was, first of all, I've got to leave something off. And I agree with you guys that It Never Ends is, like, hard to keep. It's the hardest to keep my attention. It just feels just like, all right, like, now I've, like, really just gotten, I can tune out of that one. Okay, before you continue, I think this part was the part of MR that you were talking about, Ryan, where it gets a little jazzy. Yeah, I was just thinking. And this is why I put that. This is why I put that in my cut. Just by the way, this part. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue, Jenny. No, no. By all means. There's a few songs on here that what I really extra love about them is that there's such a nice, I guess, tag team. Like it's got a very cool like rhythm part with the actual rhythm, but then there's like a dual rhythm coming in from the bass, which I and the combination just fucking gets me. It's so good. Oh, good. And Fall Down is one of those. It Like, it's not the most compelling melody. It's not the most anything else. But man, I can just, I can bob my head to that. I like it. Right on. And it was like nowhere near as deep as you were prepared for. Listen, like if you listen really closely to what the bass, I gotta give that, I gotta give him props on that. There's a lot going on with the bass, or at least a lot more than I'm used to hearing. If you listen really closely, he's just doing so much with it. And I love that because like, you don't catch that at first. It takes some paying attention, but there's a lot going on. So Yeah, so the letter makes me think a lot of that Tori like Mats and Two sound the song we're listening to now and it also pulls that Radiohead vibe yes. that Alonzo was talking Ryan, about Ryan you're fucking reading like, my mind dude holy shit <laughs> yeah. I was like this part of this song is like the fucking yeah. bends man 
Like you, you can hear it. Yeah, it's just I don't know. There's some really beautiful shit through this whole album. That this one also kind of. Oh, sorry, my bad. No, I was just gonna say, depending on what you were listening to and where you're coming in from, you catch different things, and that's yeah. part of why I included Faces. Is that opening guitar lick is 100% Mac Marco, like. Like it's slower, but it's that phased out, reverby, interesting yeah. sound. Like maybe like Mac DeMarco tends to like have a detuned sound a yes. little bit more than these guys do too. These guys are a little bit cleaner and precise than he is, but the sound of that guitar is so much on. It also got like a Beatles, but more an Elliott Smith vibe off that one too. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. They're like. They definitely have an interesting, like, region of influences. There's, the way that they've tracked her vocals reminds me a lot of My Bloody Valentine. It's a little bit more forward than most Valentine stuff, but mm -hmm. it still has that shoegaze sound to it. Agreed. So, I, the other thing I was thinking about was escaping me. Uh, I thought I had it, but I, I thought I could bullshit it's my okay. way into it. It's okay. I'm just going to throw out there, I think we're way off track for this now, and I meant to say it sooner, but Us. no. <laughs> huh? Us uh, off track? No. Yeah, no, um, I think we're good. <laughs> you guys will probably remember that I was a little tortured about which album to pick this, for this one, and I thought maybe this, the albums that would make good personal listening aren't the best aren't going to make the best um uh, podcast episodes and so i was no but crumb is really new and they I, we can't go off on a whole side tangent about who they've influenced that's um, true but we can clearly pull some familiar sounds out of this and some references that we all love and enjoy mac demarco sorry yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but and this is like midway through the song that's that's yeah. i think this is what i was talking about yeah. But anyway. I think what's notable about them is that even though they're so new, they have like organically blown up on their own. I, I know I have a note in there that they don't, they didn't, or at least as of the last time I checked, I don't know if that's changed, no, but at least as of the time Jinx came out, they had no manager, no label, no booking agent, and oh, from what that. I understand, that it got posted to Reddit on like our listen to this and just created its own. Fan that's super cool and especially the no label like they they built their own thing that's cool as hell because music labels suck dude and frankly honestly there's no reason like if you have half a brain on you there's no reason you should ever sign with a label like really there's nothing I mean, like you can if you're really like dedicated to growing your you know can you know recording your music and then putting the work of going on tour Going, and of course, COVID times, obviously. Going to the small venues, to the small crowds, and just fucking working. You, you can do amazing things, and you don't need fucking labels anymore. Well, I, I so, so I'd argue that, like, like, you can, but there's some interesting things that happen with a good label, right? Like, like a stone throw, maybe. Stone's Throw, Discord, right? Think about the DC punk scene and the importance of like Discord, ran sure. by like Ian Mackay, who like gave a real shit about the bands having their freedom. Yeah. But so it's a little like, it's a little like frequenting a club that like books things that you really enjoy. Yes. You eventually start making connections to like 
other interesting things that are on a similar thread. Yeah. And like in times when you can tour, you can build a pretty interesting tour by connecting with a label that like shares a vibe. Like Warp is another example, which sure. is like um, without Warp, we would have uh, never gotten the chance to listen to all these amazing electronic right. acts, what's, 4AD, what's, others. What's Flylo's label? I can't think of that. I can't name. remember. But yeah, like, you're like right. That kind of thing where like you can connect with people that make interesting sounds like from a completely different region, it, yeah. it tracks. Like, and it comes from things like labels, right? Like, like I think about the way that like Fonte from Little Brother changed after like they connected with Nicolay like overseas and like the foreign exchange comes around. Like, like that wasn't a label only connection, but like. It's that kind of connection that you can get from a good label. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's possible. I would just think that just in general... It, it like, probably no, doesn't come from RCA. <laughs> like, it probably yeah. doesn't come from... Yeah, it's, well, too, it, I, it's I possible. Think the, it's just the counterpoint, though, is not that there's never anything good to come from any labels. Like, obviously, you just cited several examples, but I think the point is more that if you're good enough in the internet age, you don't... You can... Everyone has, every SoundCloud rapper has their SoundCloud, right? Like, you can at least get, you're not like tied to a label like you used to be before the internet days. That's all, I think. Yeah. This is true. Like, yeah. it doesn't take a huge budget to produce a good album if you're investing in the right stuff in a home studio. You can really come out of it with minimal investment. Whereas 20 years ago, you couldn't make an album by yourself. You had right. to book studio time. Right. Like, like, and without a label, you didn't get the kind of money you needed to get into a place like Electric Ladyland. Right. You okay. just, you couldn't afford it any other way. And now that's just, it's not really relevant anymore. Like home recording has come leaps and bounds. For sure. Anything else we didn't like cover that you guys want to cover? Your cuts? I'm gonna post in the after party. I'll post links to all of our individual cuts. Yeah, I do want to talk about that. Like I said, the opening of cracking. Mm -hmm. If you can throw over to that for a trip back. Yeah, for quick, sure. Yeah. That, like so, faces right. This is another like Mac DeMarco sound, but this is a solid album opener. This is, sounds like Portishead to me. Yeah. This is like, like the that, most one of the most Portishead sounding. Sound, yeah yes and just like the way that her vocals come in over it which i'm talking over but <laughs> it just it's a perfect introduction to what you're about to get into like if i was cutting this ep and arranging stuff in a way that i want to hear it this is the opening track every time hmm. like every time it's so good you just, it's a good mood setter. Yeah. Because when it comes up from this, you're excited about it. When it comes back down, it's a familiar feeling. Like, this is a great opener. Yeah, no doubt, dude. I, yeah, and I feel like the only thing that would make this a little bit more Portishead is if a DJ came in and started scratching like Scratch. super slowly. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and as I was digging through Massive Attack earlier, I, like that was the one thing that kept me from posting like Massive Attack videos in the after party. It was like, like 
it doesn't quite have that trip hop vibe that Massive Attack has. I think, but like Massive like... Attack had a really good feel for finding samples like this and working it into their song. I, I think a song like Teardrop would, is close, right? Because there's no or DJ shit or any of that stuff. Disappearing Girl, I think, is the track that I was thinking of. Or, too. I think um, Sneaker Pimps. It's coming to me really late, but Sneaker Pimps. Boom! Yes. Wow. Yes. That's a deep. That's, that's a deep pull. That's a good pull. <laughs> that's some. So I think Sneaker Pimps was the Spawn soundtrack for me. I think that's where that came from. They did a track with maybe the Butthole Surfer. That's the only good um, thing that ever came out of the Spawn film. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <but> like <laughs> that like, movie is so fucking terrible. You can still have a, t- a good time watching it, but it's a good time watching a bad thing. Well, you're the only reason why I didn't Listen. walk out of the movie theater. You, had- your I'm fandom of Spawn. I kept you there. I was the only fucking reason I didn't walk out. <laughs> the movie was terrible. That like, I'll never argue against that. But like, that soundtrack was solid. I think that I think that there was a, there was a part where, because I think John Leguizamo isn't John Leguizamo the Violator, right? Yeah, he's the Violator. Yeah. Okay. He's so- Stupid. There's a part where he starts like pretending to be a, cheerleader. a cheerleader outfit, and yeah. I remember like looking over at you and being like, "What, what the fuck? <laughs> what yeah. are we doing here?" Yeah. Lewis, do you do you recall ICP night? I don't know if I recall ICP night, though. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so Alonzo, ICP made a western, and we once gathered yeah. at wow. my home. Wow. Okay. We once gathered at my home to play a drinking game to it, and yeah. to this That's day, why I when it call ICP now, you're not the only one, honestly. And Damn. Claudio brings it up, and he just talks about number one. Everyone's just like, "Why did we do that to ourselves?" But also, oh, what happened? Not to Claudio. I forgot Claudio was even there. Like, oh, was... yeah. Dude, we should yeah, do like a reaction. We should do a reaction video to the ICP western. I wonder how it's. I wonder how it's aged. It's so bad. It's so bad that it's like, oh god, how do I? You know, I can't. Yeah. I will still say that, like, I still want to cross over event with the Fumbush guys on like a movie with an iconic soundtrack. I think we could totally do like Batman Forever. I would go for because like it's not a horrible movie and the soundtrack is really great. For me, it's more like Lost Highway, Judgment Night, Judgment Night. Judgment Night would be a good like. Judgment I Night. I can't believe they made this movie and holy shit, rap rock started. Here. Here's the thing about collab collab with film fumblers is, I would want a movie that's at least somewhat like in the ballpark of how good the soundtrack is because like Judgment Night is just mean to that because that movie is terrible, and the yeah. soundtrack is like groundbreaking, right? And the soundtrack is like it's it's a different experience between the two. So, I'd accept Escape from L.A which maybe the first time I heard bands like Tool and Clutch. The movie, but the movie, like, so we gotta think this through because we gotta find a movie that they will actually, like, they could, they have a chance of vibing with or not thinking is just, like, complete trash. Like, I was thinking, like, Lost Highway kind or of trash. something like that. If it's a particular kind of trash, <laughs> I think it's, it's still be bad. Yeah, as I was saying, Batman Forever is certainly not a good movie. <laughs> but it's got it's gonna be fun to watch nipples on a bat suit <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so yeah so this is a song that i don't know again we're back to ghost ride like i can't get over how fun ghost ride. <laughs> by the way adrian it's almost adrian. go ahead all right i was just gonna point out that like 
she almost has a flow on this, right? Like, it's not quite her singing. She is almost got a flow. No, I know, no, no, it's just not. Just on yeah. this one, there are other ones that I get that. So I put, I did put one just straight hip hop song from the '90s because I felt like there was some enough overlap to put it on there for the right. after party. But, but by the way, Adrian says we're not opposed to doing reviews on movies we think is complete trash. To be fair, That's okay, wow. So Judgment Night, dude. But there's like trash that like is fun to watch, and then there's trash that's just like nails on a chalkboard. Dude, when's the last time you've watched Emilio Estevez and friends like try to escape Christopher Walken's like gang violence? Okay, like, dude. It, he, okay, oh here. My God, listen, if I ever have a band, I'm calling it Christopher Walken's gang violence. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Settled. Oh yeah, yeah. Write that down in a notebook. But Ryan, I think. Okay. By yeah, the way, Emilio. Have we got a have we got a, a notebook starter for this season? Oh, <laughs> I was getting ready to write on the same one, but you're right. We should have our own. We should start on a new a new page. I think um, like so. There's an Emilio Estevez movie from the '80s that it's a Stephen King movie. It's like the only movie he directed. I think it's called Maximum yeah. Over Maximum Overdrive, maybe. Yeah, I think the subtitle on that for people that have paid a lot of attention to like Maximum Overdrive is "Cocaine's a Hell of a Drug." Dude, like, and that movie is awful. It's bad. It's really bad. Like, it's not good. It's boring. How can a movie about an alien invasion of like fucking monster trucks be like boring? But it is. It's amazing. But that's the thing. Like, the most threat that you get is a revved motor, right? Like, <laughs> that's not a very threatening experience. I still argue, and I don't think there's anyone in the world that would disagree, is that if you want to go into Emilio Estevez, like the way through is Repo Man. Repo like, Man, yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. Repo Man is beautiful. So, it's such a strange, dark movie, and yeah, it's just, and that's another like soundtrack that holds up. That would be an interesting. I don't remember what's on that soundtrack crossover. Yeah, okay. there's some really dark stuff on there. That's cool. Yeah, no, they actually—it's funny—they did an Emilio Estevez movie last night. It's not an Estevez movie alone. It's uh, the Outsiders, the Coppola Outsiders, with every young '80s like star in their first role. Nice. So nice. it's like yeah. Est Emilio Estevez, Rob Lowe, Tom Cruise, Ralph Macchio, like basically all the kids that ended up being like big movie stars in the '80s. So Repo Man soundtrack. Yeah. E Pop does the title track, Repo Man. Okay. Uh, it's got Black Flag's TV Party. It's got the Circle Ooh. Jerks. It's got the plugs. TV Party is TV um, Party is such a good song. It's got uh, Burning Sensation. Uh, it's got a Jonathan Richmond song? Picasso. Yes, it's got a Jonathan Richmond song. Wow. Thank you very much for okay. that. Hey, man. Yeah. Dude, like Repo Man soundtrack is solid. I think they would like Repo Man too. Yeah, I think they would like. Yeah, yeah we'll figure it out. We'll sort it out. That's a really, that's a really fun movie. Okay, I think it is my, it is my pick, and I'm completely like unprepared to to pick. I feel like maybe we have to do the after party, and then I can, then I can pick or feel comfortable picking. It's like I haven't even thought about it one man? little bit. That's funny. Okay, I know. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we do our Why don't we do our star reviews and let's take this fucker home. Sure. The real quick sweater song and. Oh. Um, oh yeah. For, uh, for Freebird. Does anybody have anything in particular they want to weigh in on sweater song and Freebird? Uh, Ghost Ride would be my Freebird. Just. I think it's. 
I think it's both for me. I think Ghost Ride is both my sweater song and my free bird, if it can be both. The problem with the sweater song is that, like, I, like, look, I looked up some of the lyrics on Genius, and they're really not anything to write home about. And so it's not like any of them don't make sense, do you know? Like, they're just there. So it's hard for me to put a sweater song on this one. Like, the only reason I feel like Ghost Ride, it's like Ghost Ride is, if there's an anthem on here, it would be that one, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe Nina, close close second, and but if there was an anthem, I think it'd be that one. I think that's true. And also, I couldn't do better because nothing, like, the there's nothing goofy on here. This is, like, the vibes. It might be, like, it might be aerated i suppose but like it's a it's a serious vibe but there's no weasel weezer level goofing here there's no yeah i don't think so the videos are some of the videos are playful but the lyrics i wouldn't call playful Mm. or necessarily look them up on genius there's just not a ton going on i I think cool in my opinion um all right so stars alonzo you wanted to start sure i'm just gonna keep it quick I think this is I think this is four stars for me. It's really nice to listen to. It's really nice to listen to. And it fits into the moment of the lo-fi music that plays on endlessly. It fits into that moment really well. Yeah. And you can't say the same for frankly a lot of the stuff we've listened to for this pod or even other stuff I listen to like on the side. But what that means at the end of the day is that when I'm working, it makes it into my rotation. (laughs) This kind of music makes it into my rotation a lot. And it has some really cool, interesting influences. And basically all of which are bands that I like or bands that I appreciate or bands that I respect. It's a band with a a female vocalist. And I, I didn't get to comment on this when you were saying this, Jenny, but... I've always loved female vocalists, and it's funny, Katie really doesn't like, I would say, female vocalists above a certain range. Like, the high pitch <laughs> is what does it for her. So she likes the sort of, the more contralto, I guess, or whatever, like, you know. Or just, I, as long as, I, I just, I like, okay, so let me think about the ones I like. The Breeders, obviously, yeah. feels are perfect, right. and I think... Liz Fair, love Liz Fair, yeah, love her. Yeah. This is really good. And I think it's I, I think it's like anyone who's just trying to be themselves and not trying so hard to contort their voice into some shit that like isn't that great to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agree, agree. Yeah. As it like yeah. Lucinda Williams in there too, man, her voice is so cool. And to bring up a band that I'm surprised we got this far without talking about and I really didn't think of until you guys started talking about female vocalists. Stereo Lab and Letitia. Oh, Sadler. Stereo Lab. How the fuck have we not talked about them? Because there's we definitely like super stereo, overlap there, man. There is so much Stereo Lab in this, and Letitia Sadler, Sadler is like that exact range where it's like she sings in a kind of a contralto range. Yeah. And it is so like whispery and perfect. The lead singer Beach House, I think, also in that same range, yeah. even maybe even deeper so yeah and that's cool i like that i like that yeah her voice sounds natural and and that's really cool and even though like they, they use break beats like in other words beats that are played on the drums but that sound like drum machines right yeah even though they use that it has a very natural organic feel 
right? Like you can hear, that's the nice thing about the mix of this record is like a lot of times with these kind of dreamy, druggy sort of deals, they everything gets mud, muddy in the mix. This isn't, there's nothing muddy about this mix. You really can hear everything. Like you can hear the bass, you can hear the guitar, you can hear the drums, you can hear the vocals very and distinctly that, and clearly. That's the thing that I think draws in that Toro y Moi Matson 2 range for me and sets it apart from what I would typically call shoegaze, where it all gets blended together into this kind of wave of sound. It's very clearly tracked. Yeah, so four stars for me. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you for giving me the excuse to vibe on this like over the last however five weeks. It's, it's been cool. I'm, I'm actually really glad that you liked it. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go, but it's <laughs> this true is though, like, you know, I can look like can, right in the vein. It's, it's right in the pocket. I yeah. can even work to this. If it's, if it's not super loud, like even I can work to this yeah, and I'm yeah. like processing a shit ton of stuff the yeah, whole time. Right in the pocket. Good times. I'll throw in that I gave it a 4.25, which we all know at this point was obtained by mathematically ranking every, <laughs> Keeps me honest. I can't lie that way. Yeah. I can't just be like, oh, I feel like it's it's 4.25 for me. And this is going on winter two of me not tired of this and me still vibing on this. And I am, given that they're so new, really interested and excited to see what they come out with next. Let's you go know, see their next album. Let's it's go gonna be like, go ahead. I was gonna say, let's go see these guys on tour. I can't I can't wait when, when tours um, start happening again. I, I can't wait, it'd be super fun. Yeah. Because if and you guys really should just take a quick day trip around the EPs because you'll see what I mean. I don't know if they're gonna stick with this vibe. If like now we're gonna get more of the EPs vibe. I've listened to the fuck out of Locket and I really like yeah. it, but I haven't listened Locket. to the other one too much. Yeah, I'm at that four four and a half range. Like this is one of the few albums. Oh, Kirby's gonna make an appearance. Hey, there it is, Catbutt. So for me, this is one of the few albums we've done where yes i made a cut of this but the playlist will not be what i listen to i'll go right back to listening to this album start to finish like i i, I thinned it out for the purpose of this show and i regret it already it's so <laughs> so pleasant to listen to start to finish it's hard over over. this album is so short that it's just tough it's just yeah like really we're actually going to Cut it down to 15, I mean... Yeah, it's yeah. Like... It's, this is a single, if I'm going to cut it to anything. <laughs> right. So, but everything's so good that I'll go back to the uncut version and go back to listening to it. And I have dug through the other stuff that's available through Amazon Unlimited, and that's EPs that block it. It's great. There's nothing bad. Like, I'll pull up the artist and start with the opening track for this album and just let everything they have play it's just beautiful it's great thank you so wait, wait sorry did I, did I miss your stars i guess it's four maybe even let's just say four and a half oh, there's okay. nothing i would cut if i was allowed there are still some tracks that are boring but when mixed into the whole album i don't even notice them and that's a beauty of this like perfect vibe through the album is that if i'm paying close attention to the songs I don't like, I notice their faults, but if it's just on, I'd never notice a fault through this whole right, album. Right. So, four and a half, I would say. Nice. Yeah. Okay, awesome. I think we did it.